0: i v m hello and welcome to the habit coach podcast i'm Ashton doctor your habit coach and this is part two of our episode with sarah now we discussed the mindset related to abundance money and prosperity in the first part i strongly suggest you listen to that even if you don't you can start off on this part because we're talking about entrepreneurship and how everyone can become an entrepreneur or at least start thinking like an entrepreneur enjoy you know it's so true i keep looking at people and saying that why are you trying to be a man and not doing a good job of being a man when you can Mm -hmm. be a woman and be amazing awesome like you could rule the world but only if you understood that power that that resides within you like I completely agree with you, I wanna hold women by the shoulders and shake them like my friends, I wanna like, do you realize the power that you have inside you? Why is it hidden? Why can't yeah. you unleash it? It's so yeah. so powerful how 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 should somebody go about doing that, and how did you claim that power?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it first started with seeking evidence that it's mm-hmm. possible, okay, um, nice. Because, again, like I, I really was under the impression that that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even possible. So surrounding yourself with the people, the the women who are the embodiment of it, you know, like, welcome to my world. I will show you the way. <laughs> right. That's probably the the number one thing I did was immersing myself with the evidence that it is possible.
0: Where would you find this evidence? Where would you look and where would you search for?
1: yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I would start in my world and a lot of the women in my world, a lot of my clients are the same, the same place. So if you want like a fast answer right now, I welcome you to, to my world here, but I would also just like start to connect with, um, entrepreneurs who are promoting and and talking about how they're creating wealth and prosperity and they are working maybe less than they ever have. Um, yeah, I think that I think there's a new wave and and I don't know if there's like a, a hub for these these people to go find them. But I do know more and more women are coming to to the surface around like how you can experience wild success while honoring your bodies and, and resting. And um, yeah, so I think that you're just going to start to see see it more and more, especially now that it's in your awareness.
0: You know, this this segues very well into a conversation that I wanted to have with you about the concept of patriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that I see a lot of my friends talk about saying, you know, Ashton, it's so hard for us because you don't understand patriarchy. And I'm like, yes, but you realize that every time you say that, at some level, you're creating an excuse for yourself. You're already creating a speed breaker on your path, right? You're blaming yeah. an external environment for something, what are your thoughts on this whole concept of patriarchy and, you know, it's the, the world is against women, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's funny because I actually think the patriar- the patriarchy is also really detrimental to men as well. Um, it doesn't just affect women, although it, it is painful that we have to experience a lot of the like repercussions of the patriarchy. It also affects men. You know, men men are shamed for experiencing their emotions. Men have suppressed a lot of their feelings and and have trouble communicating that. Um, There's a lot of things that the patriarchy has also affected men. So it's not just something that affects women. Um, But I do think that as far as how it does affect women is it keeps us from what you were just talking about being fully expressed in our sacredness and our power. Right. And, and one of the main reasons why a woman feels like she has to be small, she can't take up space, she has to um, stand behind a man, like, you know, this, one of the main reasons is because of the power that a woman actually does have, right? Like, we are the muse for the world. We can inspire and lead. We are natural-born leaders, We don't do it through necessarily like we don't necessarily do it through the actions that we take, but the the people who we are. Right? It's not about what for the for women, for the feminine, it's not about what we do, it's who we be. And that's what really leads the world. But because that's so powerful, it's been shamed and it's been suppressed and it's been made to feel really small for a long period of time. And I think that Right now, more than ever in the the world, women need to rise, because specifically rise into their wealth, because a wealthy woman will change the world.
0: Absolutely. The feminine is the power of creation. And Mm -hmm. if you realize that power is within you and it's not just about creating babies, but it's about creating as an energy field, that is when you really realize that, yeah, entrepreneurship is for me because entrepreneurship is nothing but creation you take nothing and you make something out of it and i think that is the beauty of entrepreneurship that is especially what drives me i love creating new things so you know and and like you rightly said as a as a guy for me sometimes you have to dip into your feminine to understand this power of creation to be able to do this
1: yeah yeah and like speaking to the masculine and the feminine it's not about gender You know, like we all have masculine and feminine within us, and and so a lot of a lot of the feminine general has been suppressed because men are trying to not be feminine and women are trying to not be feminine. So it's been really neglected, and and now we're starting to see more and more people come to realize that men need to be also in tune with their feminine, and feminine women also get to be leading with their feminine. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very exciting time. And I hope that just by us having this conversation empowers you to, no matter your gender, to allow the feminine to come and in, come into your life because she's so powerful.
0: So powerful. Um, Sarah, when you're, say, say there's somebody who is trapped right now in a particular lifestyle. So I know lots of people who are, you know, either trapped in marriages and they can't leave because... Um, they don't have the, the financial stability. They don't know yeah. what to do. What is their first step? Some people um, want to start a business, but they have no idea how to begin this. How would you guide people into this entrepreneurship life, this life of abundance that that they can start off from today?
1: Yeah. Um, the first thing that I would say is uh, if you do really want to collapse time and and get there fast, mentorship is It was, for me, the fastest way to get there. I built a multiple six-figure business in under two years because, not just because of mentorship, but I had a mentor along the way. So it's kind of like the the cheat codes. Um, However, mentorship often costs money, right? So again, goes back to money being the tool to get more out of what you want in life. So I would say start with learning how to create wealth and prosperity into your life, whether that's through, um, the practices we mentioned earlier, starting to take yourself on prosperity dates, writing letters to and from money, looking at your finances and seeing where you're showing up from a place of disempowerment and programming versus empowerment and desire. Okay. And, and really start to devote yourself to the process of creating the abundance so that you can work with the mentor. You can invest in yourself. You can hire a team, right? That, that's one of the reasons I'm so deeply passionate about the, the money, wealth, and prosperity conversation because this is the tool. This is the path to living your purpose in your business right, in, in the world of entrepreneurship. And if you can have the tool to live in your purpose, I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than that.
0: Lovely. On your journey to entrepreneurship, what were two, three aha moments that you had along the way that maybe you learned from your mentors or or life kicked you down and you're like, ah, that's what this was?
1: Oh my gosh, just two or three? <laughs> I have so many. Um, Okay. The first one, and I said it earlier, but it is my North Star. Nothing has meaning except for the meaning you give it. Because I will tell you the amount of times I tried to make something mean something that didn't actually serve me. And the moment that I decided to take my power back and shift my perspective on that. So powerful. Um, Another one is choose abundance. So abundance can choose you. Okay. And Uh, how would you
0: embody this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is essentially the understanding that in order to experience abundance, you have to be the embodiment of abundance, right? So you have to choose to perceive life from an abundance place versus life from a victim or lack and scarcity place.
0: Right?
1: So for example, Every time I wanted to up-level, every time I was like, okay, I'm ready for more clients. I'm ready for more money. I'm ready for bigger impact, bigger influence. I had to experience that feeling of abundance first. I had to choose abundance first before it was going to manifest. And the more I chose it, the more it chose me. And that was really powerful and then i have one more do you want to, you have a follow up question on that no one? no
0: no i was i was i was i was just taking a deep breath please please yeah. go Beautiful. ahead
1: so i would say that the the next one is it's not the landscape it's the lens in which you view it and i always try to shift my perspective and view the world from a place of everything is working for me life only gets better Like everything that I've experienced, the hardship, the obstacles, the adversity, the failures, the no, not making any money, like all of that, right, was happening for me. And all I had to do was bring hindsight into my present moment. And that's a powerful practice right there. Is when, when you've got, when you went through it after you've already gone through it. And I'm sure someone listening to this right now, you can think of an obstacle that you had to go through and it was really hard, really painful, really trying. And you got to the end of it, you got through it and you realized, oh, I actually had to go through that. So whenever you're experiencing trials and tribulation, bring hindsight into your present moment. Trust that the lens, it's going to be beautiful. You just have to choose the beauty. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I love it because I constantly believe that the world is conspiring for me. Right. It is this idea of, you know, like, how is how is life going to surprise me today? Like, I know it's exciting, right? Like something, whatever happening, is going to ha- it's going to turn good in the end. And if you have that faith, you will always see it from that perspective. And like yeah. you said, it is that lens with which you see the world right and you can have rose-tinted glasses you can have black glasses you can you can choose which ones to put on at what time of of your life
1: yeah so it's so true I love what you said um like you said show me how it's only going to get better right show me how it gets better surprise surprise me today
0: surprise me today it's like yay like what's gonna happen like you know sometimes I look at my full calendar and I look at it and I was like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen in one of these meetings, right? Something, an, an aha moment's going to take place that's going to take me to the next level. Something is going to happen. Yeah. And, and you're creating that vibe in the morning so that, you know, it actually happens during the day.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I'll piggyback off of that because this, this is one of the, the quotes I say all the time too, which is stay in possibility. You know, like there's so much that life has to offer you. And instead of trying to predict or assume or control, stay open. Like let life surprise you with what is meant for you. And the ah, possibilities, so,
0: so nice. Oh, what are the possibilities here?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and this is particularly powerful in in marketing, sales, and in, in entrepreneurship because. I mean, the amount of times I tried to assume like, oh, this person probably won't want to pay me or, oh, there's no point in reaching out to this person because they probably won't want to work with me. Like, what if you stayed in possibility? What if you work? This is a beautiful, beautiful thing right here. Our mutual friend, my client, Rashi, right? Just meet by me staying open to the possibility. She. We started off as friends, then she became a client. And then now she referred me to this podcast. Like so much, so much possibility just through staying open to it.
0: Right. And not judging it. I think that's the key to it, right? We we judge too quickly. And as a result, yeah. we we put a blinder or we, we, we shut the box on what things could possibly become going ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I know you must be getting so many clients who through their past experience, etc., come with a very negative mindset, right? They see the world through this negative lens, primarily. How would you go about, do you go about breaking it? Do you go about changing it? Like, is it a hard process to do? Is it an aha moment process? How does that work?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone is is different. Some people even if they have a really negative mindset, maybe they'll have an open heart and what I'll say will just like land really, really quickly for them. Sometimes it takes a little more, um, you know, sweat equity. It takes a little bit more diving deeper and offering different perspectives and giving them more tools and resources. But what I will say is I always empower my clients to lead themselves. So I am here to, to create the space for them to expand, evolve, and have those breakthroughs, breakthroughs. and I'm here to give them all the tools, knowledge, resources necessary to facilitate transformation. However, they get to lead themselves, because without having that self-leadership, you can give them everything, but if they're not willing to apply what they're learning, then there's a disconnect, right? So, um, yeah, and and I also think that just calling them out in a loving, tough love way on on their blind spots, right? Like, hey, you're acting from a place of programming here. Hey, I'm hearing your victim mentality come out here, right? And just bringing awareness to their programming, their conditioning, their disempowered habits.
0: Before going ahead, we'll take a quick break. And we are back. Yeah, because so many people live in the past, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's how th- I'm like this because of that. I'm like this because of that. And it's like, from now onwards, you're not allowed to refer to that event anymore. Okay. And I'm going to call you out every time you refer to that. And and I think that really helps because you're, you you suddenly become conscious and aware saying that, yeah, actually, there's a whole future there for me. Why am I stuck on this one event that happened in the past?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That forward thinking is so powerful.
0: Sarah, how do you know your self worth?
1: Hmm. Okay, you're gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna throw some of you, but because my heart is beating.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like I always say, because my heart is beating, I am worthy. And that is the truth for every single person in this entire world.
0: Because there are people who are stuck in this uh, place of undercharging. You know, I don't think somebody will pay for me this much. Ah, yeah. And they they get into this, uh, you know, this trap of saying that, oh, he can charge that much, but I can't charge this much. How do you understand this and how do you get out of this mentality? Or are there any habits to start charging more for what you're doing?
1: Mm, such a good question. So, and the reason why I answered that worth question around heart is beating is because what you charge, you always say, like, charge your worth, charge your worth. That is impossible. It's impossible. Your worth is limitless. Unlimited. And un- yeah, yeah, it's limitless and unconditional. There's there's no way to charge your worth. However, what you can do is instead of asking yourself what will people pay, you've got to ask yourself what do I desire to receive? Okay. That that. What do a, I
0: desire to receive? Yeah. Okay. Lovely.
1: Yeah. Because that was a big difference. Because for me, when I started, it was well, what will people pay me? Right. And because I was asking the question of what will people pay me, I was playing it really small because of my, the, my mindset with money, right? Oh, people will never pay me thousands of dollars. So I'm just going to charge 300. If that's it. Right. And then, okay, but I, I don't really want to receive 300. And then I have a relationship with my client now based off of an unfair exchange. So resentment happens. And now we're both not showing up to the best of our ability. But when you ask yourself, what do I desire to receive in exchange for this value? And you get that first number that comes into your heart or your head. Like, ooh, I want to receive $10,000 for this, right? Here's what's going to happen. Your ego is going to tell you, no, that's not possible. But here's why you cannot listen to the logic. You're going to try to logic your way out of what you want to receive but logic is diluted. It has it has limiting beliefs. It has conditioning. It has fear, right? So logic is not going to actually best serve you when it comes to what you desire to receive payment, as far as your, your prices, right? You've got to tune into your heart. What do I desire to receive? And here's the hard part, trusting it, saying, if I desire to receive $10,000 for this, can I hold the vibe? Can I hold and walk in faith that there is someone who will be willing to pay me ten thousand dollars? Because the thing here is, there's a market for everything and every price point. You just have to decide which playing field you want to be in.
0: That's amazing. Stepping up and having that confidence to actually believe that the the money that you're that you're charging for, right? So you can't say, "Oh, wait, would ten thousand dollars be okay?" is is different from yeah, I charge ten thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. it's that matter of factness because you believe that that is the fair exchange value like you were talking about,
1: yeah, yeah, that conviction in your in your pricing is so powerful because what happens too is when you are convicted and 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 confident in your pricing, you're gonna attract the people who aren't going to question it mm. right.
0: it's that confidence that brings it out and when how often would you revise this, do you revise it six months, one year? Is it a feeling-based revision?
1: It's definitely a feeling-based revision. Um, be, and I will say, too, that sometimes when I am feeling this, this sense of I need to change my pricing, it's not always up. Mm. It's actually gone down before. And I'll, I'll give you this example. I was launching a program, and I priced it at a, a fairly like for, for my pricing, a fairly low price of like, it was like $1,200. And then I was in the shower and I got this like intuitive download. It was like, it's supposed to be 888, lower the price. And I was like, no, logically that doesn't make sense. No, logically I'm supposed to like raise my pricing, not lower my pricing. Trying to logic myself out of it, right? Mm. I decided to trust it. And the next day I signed five clients, wow. which was more money than I would have made <laughs> if i stuck with the 1200. Right. Right. So it's Amazing. really just yeah, trust, trusting the your intuition, trusting your desire.
0: How do you tap into your intuition? Do you have a process? Do you have something that you that you do?
1: Yeah, i work with a lot of intuitives. My 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 clients are most of them are intuitives. And one of the processes that they have actually taught me is to basically sit down and ask yourself yes or no questions and then ask yourself the question that you actually want answers for and you have to go with the first answer.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah. Another, another practice is going what on. What would you like mean a, by, sorry,
0: what, what would you do by yes and no questions? Like how would you, um, yeah. like if you can give a few examples.
1: So basically asking yourself, like, do I like the color red? No. Do I believe the sky is blue? Yes. Right. So, like, very basic, simple yes or no questions that you know the questions to. Is my name Sarah?
0: Yes. Am I sitting down? Yes. Like, exactly. like that. Exactly.
1: Yep. Okay. Exactly. And then you can throw in the pricing. The pricing should, should my pricing be $8,000? Oh, no. Okay. Right. And then you can go back and, and, or you can even just ask, what should my pricing be? And then you'll get the number. You will get, you will get the number and then you just have to trust it, right? It's Another interesting the,
0: the the Sorry, before coming into that, I just wanted to share something yeah. that the intuitive yes, no questions are actually the starting questions for lie detector tests. So
1: mm, There we go. Yeah. Uh,
0: is your name this? Are you sitting down right now? Is your hand above your head? So answering those you get a baseline of where you are on the lie detector and then when you start answering the real questions the lie detector starts moving
1: yeah and and i think that's because the creative part part of the mind turns on right yeah that's so cool i didn't know that but that that makes a lot of sense as why that would also work for building your intuition (laughs)
0: Intuitive people are lie detectors i love it all right yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) so good Sorry, Um, I I interrupted you. Yeah, I know. I was going to throw in another practice too, is going on like an an intuition date, basically, Mm -hmm. where you have no plans, you have no timeline. You just start start to like walk Mm -hmm. or drive and see where it leads you. And maybe it will lead you to exactly what you needed to, exactly where you needed to be or who you needed to meet. And can you trust that it was your intuition guiding you there?
0: That's interesting. I I love these dates. You know the the wealth date, the intuition date. Okay, another story on the intu- intuition date. So, are you familiar with Douglas Adams, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the the author?
1: I'm not, but I'm oh, sure I'll, I'll look read. him up it, it, after. It's, it,
0: it's brilliant. So he's a, he has a whole cult following. And one of his lesser known works is uh, Dirk Gently, the Holistic Detective Agency. Okay, so Holistic mm. Detective Agency. And Dirk Gently would sit in his car and he would look at one car and follow it to wherever it was going. And even, inevitably, it would always land at a crime scene. So wow. that is how he used to either find his answers or find his, uh, you know, the... The crime scenes or or or, th- or the problems he had to solve. So it was quite cute the way that he would talk about it. Exactly like this yeah. intuitive date. Who am I following today? And see if I can who understand. am
1: I following today. <laughs> that is so cool. Wow, I'm definitely gonna have to look into his work for sure.
0: <laughs> Lovely, uh, Sarah. Anything that you want to leave our audience with as a thought about either abundance, entrepreneurship, wealth—something that you would you wish everybody knew, almost like a secret. But, you know, like it's an aha moment for most people when they hear this.
1: Hmm. I think it's going to reiterate a lot of what I I have been saying and what I preach every day, which is that it doesn't matter the amount of cash that you actually have. You get to experience overflow internally. And as a result, you will see it reflect externally. So the non-physical overflow the feeling of just pure joy and love and abundance and freedom and excitement for life. Like that's the overflow. And when you find pockets of that in your day to day, whether it's going to watch a sunrise sunset, going to get brunch with some girlfriends and laughing your booties off, whether it's, you know, having really incredible conversations like we're having right now, find the things that turn you on and light your soul on fire and experience overflow internally and I promise you as a result you will see it reflect in your bank account as well amazing yeah
0: your your financial health starts with this emotional overflow that you're talking about and it brings it back beautifully to this aspect of your emotions understanding your mindset and from there okay Sarah I lied that wasn't the last question last question I ah, yeah, love it <laughs> okay last question what are three of your favorite abundance finance wealth habits mm. that you do personally that you are like yeah these are the things that I'm so I'm so proud of
1: yep prosperity Day. Mm-hmm. let letters to money I promise you you will not regret letters to money
0: <laughs> I'm gonna write one today
1: Yay. Let me know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one is, I would say, practicing the art of receiving. Yeah. Receiving and giving. And I think that like...
0: I'm sorry, this is going to take another five minutes. Tell me about receiving. All right. This is a big, big one.
1: This is a big one because so many people feel really icky with receiving. Mm -hmm. And there's three main reasons, the fear of loss, The undeservingness of it. So like, I didn't work hard for this. Um, And what's the last one? I'm blanking out on the last one right now. Fear of loss. um, Oh, mistrust of giver is the last one.
0: What does this this person want in return?
1: Exactly. What leverage are they going to have over me if I receive from them? So there's a lot of unlearning to do with receiving because again, like if you have fear around receiving for any of those reasons or maybe a different reason, it's going to be really hard to receive money. It's going to be hard to receive payment. It's going to be hard to receive compliments, love, anything, praise. So I do think that a key part of all of this is learning how to receive and feel deserving of it, to feel grateful instead of guilt and that goes with giving that it goes with the the art of giving as well you know like giving back mm-hmm. the world needs that right now right and and i if you're someone who loves to give you know the joy that you receive through giving right and you get to exchange that of like allowing someone who wants to give to you you get to allow them to receive the beauty of giving through receiving, right? It's the same energy, giving and receiving. It really is.
0: It's a flow. We, yeah. we had a lovely guest on the podcast, the uh, Doctor Di Martini, and he said something interesting. He said, "Whenever you're out and you're you're thinking of giving a tip to somebody, yeah. always tip the maximum you're willing to give. Right? Yeah. Don't ever think about the minimum. Don't, don't 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 scrounge on it. Give as much as you want." Because otherwise, through the day, you're going to keep thinking, should I have given him more? Should I have given him more? And it's going to take up far more of your brain space at that point of time. And you know that it's going to come back to you. So yeah, tip well.
1: Yeah, tip well. Buy, buy the person's coffee behind you and trust that you're going to receive overflow by that act of giving.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. How can people get in touch with you? How can people continue this conversation with you?
1: Yeah, Instagram is definitely where I like to hang out the most. I am at Rose underscore D. But you're also welcome to to email me if you are more of an emailer. I'm Sarah at SarahRoseConsulting.com. I'm also on um, podcast. I have my podcast, The Embodied Woman I have a YouTube channel where all the podcasts are loaded up onto. If you're more of a video person, plenty of ways to get in contact with me. But do not hesitate to send me a DM on Instagram. I love when you guys send me DMs and let me know that what what I have to say and my message and my mission is resonating with you. So, yeah, definitely connect with me on, on Instagram would probably be the best.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sarah.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure.
0: If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com.